we have as a guest today jim rajan now jim is an empath and an intuitive healer and uh, jim plays the bansuri which is a traditional north indian folk instrument and the sound of the flute is uh, very deeply meditative and so is is his poetry his mentors are jiddu krishnamurthy khalid gibran rabindranath tagore and deepak chopra So it's over to Jim. have to uh, endure a personal tragedy or does something have to jolt you out of your uh, mundane existence to go into the seeking the truth is that something common with all truth seekers what a fantastic question yeah it, it, it's a that's a really really interesting question um i um yeah so i'm i'm half indian i'm half english i was born in the uk i was born in the uk in a moment when um that was you know it was a very specific time um there was a lot of racism um i found a lot of racism at school but i wouldn't say that that caused so much suffering that it made me seek a way i think really i i i came to this life with a need to with with a need to know more what i saw um you know what what i saw in front of me the material world just it didn't make sense it wasn't enough it it didn't give me um it didn't feed my my thirst or my hunger for life or the hunger for life that i came with mm-hmm. and then along the way i had some very specific and difficult uh levels of suffering right. and those those really did shape me and in a way what they did was they 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 completely destroyed what i understood about life uh, and they made okay. it all really meaningless and so i was left with no meaning and 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 human beings have a thirst we have a need for meaning whether it's big or small we need meaning you no know? and so i really would answer by saying I think everyone has a real need to to move forward in their life and understand their life and have understanding and meaning uh, and however you are directed by life in that you go with it feel it see that that's happening understand what's actually happening understand that the suffering is enlightenment and and go with it and don't resist it's too easy to resist right so would you say would it be fair to sum it up and say that the seed of uh, uh, the seeking the urge to seek is in every uh, human being and suffering kind of brings it out or uh, you know pours water on the seed would you think that's a fair statement i i think so absolutely i i i do feel very strongly that uh, many of us are conditioned in a very specific way from um from day one of 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 entering this life right um from all different levels you know 
family, education, country, what have you. Right. Uh, and in and that really it, it kind of puts a blinkers on us it it, it reduces our, our field of vision in a way it stops a lot of us even questioning why uh, and we are bombarded so much that many of us eventually just say oh right well yeah life is like that yeah life is that's what life is uh this happens then this happens this happens i I, I, you know, I go to school, then I go to high school, then I go to university, then I get a master's degree, then I get a PhD, then I do all of the stuff that life tells me I'm supposed to do, but, but then I'm completely empty at the end of it, wondering why. Um, and it's because there is, that, there is that, that search for more, that, that wish to understand, that wish to have one's own personal understanding of life um, that religion of, often helps a lot with um, or, or, or spirit or spiritual practice or, or whatever you want to call it. You know, there, mm. are, there are so many ways for one to find oneself or, mm. or, un or to understand oneself. Um, on the other hand, many of us have incredibly deep, painful moments of suffering that mm. force the issue. Yeah. I see a thread of commonality between uh, Gautama Buddha, uh, between Eckhart Tolle and uh, many others who have, uh, you know, uh, gone on to the path of realization and some of them who have realized uh, with a certain uh, degree of suffering that has uh, caused them to kind of uh, go on to that path. So that's, that's why I asked you that question, because I know about your daughter's cancer and uh -huh. how she recovered and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, okay. So you, you talk, you talk about, uh, visualizations. Now, um, I've some years back, I've read a book by, I think it was by Shakti Gawain, creative yeah. visualizations. Uh, and she, uh, I was quite impressed by that book, but I've always had this, uh, little amount of, uh, uh, a kind of, I wouldn't call it a doubt, but I'm not very clear if, are we substituting one reality with another? Is that what we're doing when we visualize? I think there's only one reality. Really. True, true. Um, this one, um, the one that you're actually living in, breathing in and able to touch. I love that book as well, uh, Shakti Gawain's book. In, in visualization, I think, I, I don't think we're substituting anything. I think what we're doing we, is we are implementing a an ability or a tool or a power mm -hmm. uh, that we as human beings have innately which mm -hmm. is the, the 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 ability to use our imagination and, mm -hmm. and mix it with our own will to um, live change transform move forward um, consume uh, uh, love you know that when, when you when you mix imagination with um, your needs, Mm -hmm. it, it creates it creates um, transformation in your life. It's impossible that it cannot do that. Your your imagination is uh, everything that I, I sit here in my studio. Everything around me has been created by someone's imagination, right? Uh, including the clothes that I wear. So, right. for me, I, I I like to see these things in a very down to earth way. I, I use visualizations and I teach visualization. Yes, um, I know because 
what it does is it opens a door to mm -hmm. uh, a, an, an auto storytelling. Uh, I get to I get to arm, I get to organize, create mm -hmm. my own story of my own life, how I understand it, that's different from everyone else's, um, that means something to me. Mm -hmm. uh, and it drives me to live in a particular way. Um, at the moment, for example, I'm doing I'm doing a live visualization workshops on a platform called Insight Timer, which is a great mm -hmm. app. Yes. Um, and, and so many people um, afterwards, they send me these wonderful emails of this amazing um, story of, a, of the visualization that they saw within within their mind's eye or their mind or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. and, and, and this so much so that they've written it down and it's enormous and it's it's incredible and and they share it with me and what they share with me is the passion for their life that that has given them mm -hmm. you know human beings we love stories storytelling is sure. is the, one of one of the oldest things and so when you create your own story mm -hmm. and you see it clearly in your mind's eye it's real it's not a reality that's different from the one I'm living in. It's another facet of the power of the human um, mind or the human psyche. I don't know what the word is there, but do you mm -hmm. understand what I mean now? Yeah, I, I, I get it. Uh, like I said, I mean, uh, it's, it's that a, a temporary euphoria, like uh, uh, you would hit the bottle and then you'd still feel a different universe that you live in. Mm -hmm. mm. So, I mean, this yeah, is, is this a, is this a non-chemical <laughs> euphoria that you get by visualization? Is that that was well, my question? I think you know you get um, there are there is alcohol, there is all kinds of drugs, there are all kinds right. of medical drugs. Yeah, uh, that that produce a feeling or a sensation in your body, mm -hmm. um, and that is as real as you may well feel it. Mm -hmm. Of course. Um, but does it really create a lasting impression that's that's all that's you know that it that you will remember 20 years later and go, oh, right. yeah, you know, that, that that moment changed my life. Yes, you you can have some of those moments with uh you know with with these entertaining things right. that we, we human beings have produced in life. But none of them really create for you. I mean, I, I, I work, I have a lot of clients. I have clients all over the world. Many mm -hmm. of them ask me about things like ayahuasca or peyote and, and right. uh, all of these kind of sacred plant medicines. Right. And while, yes, many people have really deep, incredible experiences on these things, mm -hmm. you also open something mm -hmm. within, within your, your personal space Mm -hmm. that doesn't get closed afterwards ah okay uh, I, I really find i find a lot of people who use cannabis or marijuana whatever you'd like to call it uh -huh. you know they they open something and they feel more creative and they feel like they're more connected to something right but the problem is that you've caused damage to your one of the subtle bodies, you know, your, your body doesn't just finish here. And so okay. you, you've opened something that doesn't close. And then oh. over the years, that non-closure produces depression, anxiety, 
um, feelings of low self-esteem, all kinds of different things. Wow. Whereas okay. simple visualization work that has no negative, ben uh, no negative, no negative uh, drawbacks or side effects, mm -hmm. because it all comes from you. It comes from the pureness of yourself as a human being. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that uh, that answers my question. Thank you. Uh, some of your mentors, you say, are uh, Deepak Chopra, Rabindranath Tagore, and J Jiddu Krishnamurti. Now, mm -hmm. Deepak Chopra and Rabindranath Tagore probably would go in line with the visualizations aspect, but Jiddu Krishnamurti? <laughs> no. No, but what I love about uh, Krishnamurti is his blunt black and whiteness yeah. like it, it, i um, i i uh my dad he gave me um i can't remember which book it is it's probably in my in my books bookshelf right in front of my face but i don't remember what it's called um the first book i read of his uh, one, and one of the first things i read in it or or, or that really struck me I, I must have been about 18 years old was um how um separation produces conflict mm. One of his, and I, I understood it in a, in a certain way at that age, mm -hmm. and then I went and read that book again, probably five years later, and I understood that in a much deeper way. And then I've I've kept reading that book again and again and again, and each time I understand separation produces conflict in a in, in a far different way. Um, I understand. I know the story of, of Krishnamurti and how he rejected the fact that he was supposed to be this amazing spiritual leader. Yes. And I love that. That's yeah, yeah. wonderful. So yeah. he stood up in front of in, in front of an entire race of human beings and said, <laughs> "You want this from me, and I'm not doing it. I, I refuse to give you that." Now that's yeah. got that's balls. That's someone yeah. who has real inner Absolute. strength. Yeah. And yeah. So what is spirituality if it's not creating one's own vital life force, if it's not creating one's own inner strength? But most of us, we have this idea of spirituality as uh, I, uh, I devote myself to something outside of me. Right. Which is completely the opposite of what Krishnamurti said. He said, there's nothing outside of you. Exactly. You, you are everything. Yeah. And so be it, do it, go through the hard things, live the hard hardnesses of life and also uh, assume, know that the wonderfulness of life comes with that, that there is always both sides. Um, I, I love Krishnamurti. He's, he's always been one of my favorites. In fact, he's more of a, for me, he's more of a stalwart. He's more of a, he's a real reference because he, he really stood by, um, I, I, can't, I can't fault anything. But then right. for example, you know, Chopra, wonderful books love chopra but then sometimes you catch him saying something on youtube or he says this <laughs> and you're just like oh, yeah yeah, yeah. I, just the tiniest the tiniest chink in armor is enormous <laughs> in someone of that exactly stature. i kind of agree with you more <laughs> so I, I love his book you know the seven spiritual laws of success mm. just as just as i love eckhart tolle um mm. but they uh, but Krishnamurti is someone who I believe in as well. Right. It's different. Right. And uh, just to uh, another example of his uh, 
strength of conviction was i don't know how familiar you are with india but uh, there is a, a, a state in uh, down south called madras uh, which also happens to be my uh, hometown oh. um, my erstwhile hometown rather so there uh, at one time i think it was in the late 60s early 70s there was uh, a, he was holding one of these satsangs if you could call them that mm. uh, uh, there was one person who got up and asked is there give me a direct answer is there god or no god so he had the courage in that uh, society to stand up and say that you created god god and create you wonderful yeah so that yeah. that was the strength of his conviction anyway yeah, yeah. and he's gone he's gone past that and yeah, he's not yeah. he's not just said yes or no no he said um what's your personal conditioning what's your understanding of life because i could tell you that uh, any number of magical wonderful miracles that god may have created or not but it means nothing to you right i'm i'm a big believer in this theory that nothing really exists and everything that's in my life is just a projection of my subconscious yes. mind to give me lessons right to teach me stuff so i've right. come to this life to learn stuff some right. of that some of that learning has been brutal some of it has been wonderful some of mm. it's been kind of mediocre um mm. but that's why i'm here uh, and so when you you know when you separate yourself from life mm. instead of life being this thing that smashes you in the face 500 times a day mm. then yeah then you can answer you can answer a question like that just uh, how how krishna murti did no Fantastic. Right. Yeah, I've heard this thing about I mean coming down to the earth plane to learn lessons and then go uh, learn the lesson and go back. So what was the, now my question is what what was the entity that needed learning in the first place? If it's from a source of uh, all knowing, then why did it have to descend to this uh, earth plane, learn lessons and then go back? Uh so what was the lesson that had to be learned and what was the lesson to be needed because it starts from a point of uh, all knowing right how do you know that uh by sheer uh, uh, extrapolation of uh, an argument like how um, krishnamurti would i mean how can anyone know anything how can anyone know what happens when you die how can anyone know if if reincarnation exists how do you how can you actually know if we all came to this 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 plane to learn stuff for me that is how i have um created regulation or organization or structure within my own existence so that i can live this life in a way that provides value to others and so really as long as it doesn't matter what your belief is you can really go anywhere with what any any of the beliefs that you know what you see as life or how you understand that we came to this life with you know from the all knowing for example that's i cannot question it uh can i there is no answer there is no correct answer but mm. what i can say is well what are you but what are you going to do with that what mm. is the point of having that information if you don't do something with it if you don't take 
action and create value for either yourself Mm. or for someone else or a group of people or your society or your community or, you know, your world. So any, uh, I mean, there's, there's all kinds of people who practice all kinds of different forms of Buddhism and, um, or or mindfulness is a wonderful one. I I mean, Mm -hmm. for example, I know um, a person who goes on mind, mindfulness retreats and they go and they, they eat vegan food and they are in silence for X amount of hours every day and all the rest of it. And wonderful, wonderful. And then this just they live in this kind of peaceful, wonderful magic. But then they go back to their real life, which is awful. And they hate their wife and they shout at their kids <laughs> and they hate their job um, and they haven't got any money. Uh, and they're, they're, they're all like, well, life is awful. Life is terrible now. And so let, let's, let's really understand that, that you are a person who can use your life or you are a person who can be used by your life. So if you're a person who uses your life, then you might go on one of these wonderful retreats and vegan food and silence and all the rest of it and come back and use that in some way to bring value to your world. Mm. Or... Which again is a projection of uh, your own mind, right? Yeah, really. I mean, yeah, for me, for me, that is the most important thing. For me, I I mean, I I talk to a lot of people who, who have their very specific spiritual understanding of the world, Mm -hmm. or they have a very powerful, strong religious, they live by a religious context. Um, and, and it's great that that's wonderful. I, I have no right to say you're right and uh, I'm wrong or I'm right and you're wrong. All I have the right to say is your actions produce something that is good or something mm-hmm. that is not good. Um, mm-hmm. And then I gauge whether or not it's, it's good for me to be around a person like, like that. Mm. So um, I think when you get to the core of it, and my, mm. my, my work as a distance healer is really about helping people get to the very core of their existence, to, mm. the, to, the, to the base frequency in their life. Now, mm. when, you, when you take someone there and they really see all of the, the games they play and they see all of the things that they do that just have no sense that they do because somebody told them to do them when they were 10 years old uh, and that, oh, well, that's what you do. All right, okay, well, that's what I do. You know. When you when you really uh, when you help someone peel back the layers uh, of all of the conditioning and all of the other people's stories that they've taken on, and they get they can see the true nature of things for themselves, it's impossible that that person cannot create value in their life, and and that for me is the key. Okay. <clears throat> uh... You talk a lot about uh, affirmations too, positive affirmations. Mm. Uh, how f- different are they from self-hypnosis? Are they there? Is it, uh, is it the same thing or is it uh, something else? Or? Well, you see, self-hypnosis hypnosis does have a kind of negative connotation, doesn't it? It's like, oh, I'm hypnotizing uh, from, myself. From, so yeah. I'm yeah. taking power or I'm taking control away from myself or I have power over, you know, if you, uh, if you watch... If you if you use Instagram, yeah, for example, shows. there mm-hmm. are you know there are adverts of how to learn how to hypnotize people mm-hmm. in, in a in a context of how to have power over someone, how to get someone to do something. Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. So for me, I use affirmations because I believe in them and because they're, they're really a powerful way to force um, the, the mind to not just run riot in your life. Hmm. because that's what most of us do we just let the mind make all the decisions uh we let the mind um run chaos hmm. a lot of the time uh, and we think that we are our mind but for me when you for example you 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 have an uh, you might use an affirmation to, today i'm you know they need to be in in a, a continuous present context so today i am incredibly happy mm. let's say you're not let's say you're really sad and that something awful and painful has happened to you very recently and that you really um, are having trouble getting out of that mindset that mentality that feeling that that emotional state mm -hmm. um, you as a human being have the power to achieve anything there is mm. nothing that you cannot achieve especially within yourself if you use the right tools so i use affirmations as a tool to in a way to batter down the mind and its power so that I become the master of it mm -hmm. so that I use it I use it to calculate I make sure I don't get run over when I cross the road because my mind is calculating and organizing and scheduling my movements um, but I don't need it all of the time so uh, uh, for me uh, affirmations are really powerful and you say them again and again and and you your are you self self hypnotizing or are you just reminding yourself of your own um inherent power and wisdom i don't know i don't know the definition the the, the difference in definition there but i use them because um, they work to change my reality through me mm not somebody else changing it yeah mm. okay um like the buddha you said um, you listen and observe now by listening and observing um how far of the listener and the observer remains in place is that does that dissolve after a while in the in the just a sheer experience of listening and observing the observer within me. Yeah, so me. Uh, like, if you ask yourself this question, who am I? And then, then you start observing that at one point, uh, at least in theory, you're supposed to completely dissolve in that question where the mind will go back into its own origins. So um, I, I think that there's is that a, what you meant by uh, by saying that you listen and observe is that what you meant by when you said that I in in the context in which I live it's fundamental for me to to be able to listen intently and truthfully and understand what is being said okay not just the words that are coming out of somebody's mouth Mm -hmm. And it's it's very important for me to see what is the true nature, what's actually going on around me, mm -hmm. instead of just seeing the superficial um, uh, people playing out roles and and not giving me the truth or or, or or acting in a certain way so that they get a certain thing. You know, most people act 
um, in a particular way because they want love um, or they want sta status uh, or, 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 you know, or they're looking for some kind of adventure or they're looking for some kind of safety. Mm -hmm. um, but really, when I, when I say that, it's, it's, a, it's really about, this is what I take most of my clients through. It's, it's about what is actually truthfully going on around you. Mm -hmm. Can you honestly see it? Are you, are you, uh, do you have rose tinted glasses of um, the, the conditioning of certain aspects of your life? Do you have rose tinted glasses because um, you want a certain thing and you're not getting it? So you're going to act a certain way so that you do. Mm -hmm. And so it, it, it comes from a much more solid, grounded place than going into the understanding of the mind and watching the mind. And because for me, I know many people who, who go down that path and, and use meditation uh, um, and all kinds of wonderful tools to do such a thing. But in my case, for me, it doesn't help me create the life that I want to actually live. It creates um, a, a kind of duality. It, 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 create, it, it makes me kind of think, it, I, I almost kind of lose myself. It makes me think that I'm starting to understand something or be something that, that only exists in here. And so where, what value does that bring? It, it, might, it might make me feel better, but most of the most of the time, it probably makes me feel superior <laughs> or, or a priority in comparison to others. Right. That's that's uh, a danger you run. Yeah. And, and it is. There's a lot. There's a lot of kind of spiritual masturbation that goes on. Yep. Because spirituality has just become a business. Absolutely. In, in so many ways, and and in some ways, that's fantastic. And I and I really. I, I raise my hand and say that's fantastic because you are allowing people access to understanding um, themselves and being with themselves. But there is a fine line as there is with all things. And some of us are not aware, some of us are not able to see clearly where that line is. So mm -hmm. we might cross it thinking we are doing good for ourselves we're actually we're not uh, and then well then you you might say to me well where well how do we know if we've crossed the line or not or and, and it really comes from taking care of oneself hmm. really but really honestly taking care of oneself not the consuming to make oneself feel good hmm. taking care of oneself being one with oneself just sitting for i, I tell so many people that just Put, put an alarm on your telephone or whatever for two minutes every day and just sit there and do nothing and don't meditate and don't do yoga. Don't do anything. Just sit there and mm. be with yourself and listen and, and let your mind do what it needs to do and ask yourself, how am I feeling? How does my heart feel? Is my nervous system running like crazy or is it, is it gentle? Where am I in this space? Am I happy with what's going on around me? If not, Shall I make a decision to do it, uh, to change that? I don't know. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. But give yourself options within the the physical space that you're in, instead of creating some kind of magical, mystical, mental understanding of the universe that may seem wonderful to you, but 
creates no value to anyone around you. I think the Beatles tried that, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, isn't it interesting what happened with the Beatles? You know, where um, that they went to, they went to India to to be in this ashram of I can't remember what his name was. Sh yeah, um, Shai Baba. I, 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 I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, and after a while, John Lennon was just like, forget this. This is a waste of time. <laughs> Can we go back to reality? You know, reality is where you live. It is the solid things around you. Right. You have the capacity to manipulate that and, and, and work it to your advantage um, in a way that either hurts people or doesn't hurt people. It's, and it's, everything is a choice. There is no right and wrong. People get hurt all the time people get saved and feel wonderful all of the time by themselves by other people there is no right and wrong there just is mm. it's about you deciding your own values and going forth in a way that you're proud of right yeah for me uh, yeah uh, makes sense <clears throat> uh, you also have a, a loads of music that you create and uh, your bansri sounds very nice do you pick on a certain raga before you start or is it just free flowing or because there are a lot of healing ragas and stuff so are you yeah. are you really uh, uh, going into it with a uh, with a particular sound that you want to achieve or you just let things happen and they turn out to be what it is it's a really good question i um, am a bit of a rebel in in that i i can't follow normal rules um, if somebody says to me, then you must play the Bansuri flute this way, mm -hmm. or you must learn Indian music in this way, mm -hmm. I, I can't, I can't do it, and I run the other way. Uh, and I, 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 you know, I try to learn Western musical theory, and I can't do it. I'm not, I'm not, um, I don't have the intellectual capacity. Uh, and, I, and I went in the direction of Indian music because of my heritage, um, and I love it. Mm. But again, I'm, I, I haven't learned it in the special way of the Sakir no, Hussain the, or the, the... Yeah, the reason why I'm asking you this is because I, I, I know a little bit of music and and most of the what you have produced have all stuck to a particular scale, have, have stuck uh, to a yeah. scale, right from yeah. the beginning to the end. You haven't really gone out of the scale at any point. Yeah. So that, that's the reason why I asked you this question. So maybe you're doing this unknowingly, but uh, it's no. what is happening. I, uh, yes, no, it's true. I do. What I do is I just go with how I feel. Okay. And, and for example, I, I have some, there are some rugs that I love. I love the sound of Kirwani. Uh, I love Hansadvani. Um, uh -huh. uh, there are many, there are many that I really, really love listening to. But I hear myself play them and I record it. Ah. I, I make a piece of music and, I, and I'm just like, oh. <laughs> I, I, it just sounds awful I don't it doesn't um, because any piece of music that I make I have to sit with my wife and uh -huh. hear, hear her listen to it or okay. I have to you know all of the people I know I have to sit there and, and hear them listen to it and I inside I'm going oh god I, I hope you like it <laughs> um, and, and I can't make a piece of music that I don't like myself first so I do, I do stick to very, very particular um, scales um, because also for me, what's really important is my audience. Hmm. I'm trying, I'm creating 
mo a lot of musicians create music and then give it to their audience. I'm really trying to create something that um, for that person, something that's going to be of use to that person that they can use that will take them on a journey that will give them an experience, mm -hmm. um, that an experience that comes from my heart. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. I have tried putting all different kinds of, of scale, Western scales as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and I go back and I listen, and I'm just like, oh, that sounds awful. And mm -hmm. it probably, it probably doesn't. It probably sounds lovely. That's good. I like but, it. Thank you. But, but for me, um, uh, yeah, for me, that that's, it's just how, that's just how it turns out. Maybe, maybe I'll try something new. Yeah. Have you tried combining uh, the creative visualization with the music? To give that as a package well i i do on on um insight timer when i do these live ah. uh, free live visualizations every saturday uh which is at 10 a.m est time what i do is i play the tempura mm -hmm. um while talking people through a visualization ah. or okay. i i give give people the thing they need to do and then i'll play the bansuri while they're doing it Oh, okay. obviously because i can't talk and play the bands at the same time or or right. I'll, I'll i'll use a drum um, and and i'll be talking and taking people through while i'm playing um and often when i when i'm doing distance healing and um uh, people ask me well what should i do should i meditate uh, and i give them the option you can do what you want you can meditate you can even be asleep um but also if you'd like to play this bit of music that i have on spotify that will get you into a really nice place. And many people say that's what they do and it really helps them to connect with me, so. Right, that's yeah. awesome. Um, anything else you would like to talk about? Anything else I'd like to talk about? I mean, I, I could talk for hours. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm, um, this is, you know, this is a subject that it's really dear to my heart. I think I, I feel so fortunate to have had the life that I've had with all of its wonderfulness and, and difficulties and challenges so that I've got to a point right now today where I'm able to help people all over the world really come to an understanding of themselves and, and do something about it and do something with it. And so I feel really, really, I feel really privileged, genuinely, um, you know, from my heart, I feel really honored that I get to have a life where I can help people um who don't seem to be finding help in in in, in a lot of other places I, I was working with a guy here uh, in madrid recently who mm -hmm. kept talking about the fact that he, he he does psychotherapy and uh and um talk you know going every week every month to mm. talk to mm. a therapist about his life and mm. he's been going for years and years and years and I, I asked him the other day he's a patient of mine now a client of mine now and, and I said well you know and, and what, what how how is that what do you get from that how, how mm. does it feel mm. and he said well it, it just seems a bit the same I'm just doing the same thing I'm not really going to where I want to go mm. I'm hoping that the therapist is going to take me deeper mm. but they don't have the capacity to do that because we're only using the voice we're only right. using 10 percent of the of the entire hundred percent of communication mm. Mm. Um, and so working with that person he's come to come to a realization that he doesn't need anything outside of himself mm. to to prove to him that he is okay or that he what he's doing is good or right or or or, or just 
um, because I, I find there's so much distraction in the world uh, and there are so many organized systems that we have as human beings that we've, we've orchestrated and designed psychotherapy. I'm not saying anything against psychotherapy in any way. It's just mm -hmm. an example. But, you know, there are so many systems that the, the entire medical system that we live by, for example, is wonderful if you're in a car crash. Yeah. yeah but if yeah. you have cancer, it, it's not really doing you any favors. If you have coronavirus, okay, we are, we are creating vaccines left, right and center and all these kinds of things. But there are so many, there is never just one way of doing something. There is never just one solution. Um, a human being is far too complex and far too detailed to hmm. just feel that there is only one way of doing something. There is only one religion. There is only one God. There is only, you know, it's, it's too basic for us. We're just enormously complex beings. So uh, I, I really feel, um, I feel really honored that I have found a way huh. that, is, that is of use. Um, and uh, what a curious mix of uh, the seen and the unseen, right? Starting with the human and starting with everything around us. I mean, yeah. they seem to exist in so many planes, uh, in the material plane and the psychic plane and in the, the yeah. yeah, so it's, so it's, 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 it's a complete state of flux, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. I mean, the, I, I get these <laughs> questions sometimes that the whole thing is a, in a state of constant flux. And uh, to borrow a cliche, the only certain is the certainty is the uncertainty of it all. And that's great because we love certainty. Human beings, we love safety. Men, we love structure, yes. Yeah, men, they work hard until everything's comfortable and then they just don't care. Plop. <laughs> they go, right, that's it. I've got everything I need. I'm done. No? Right. Um, we love certainty, but we also need adventure and we need new different things. Because if you give a human being the same food every day, even if it's ice cream or the food you love, if, if you ate the same food every single day for a year, you would be sick of it by the end of True. that year. Sure. So we're, we're so creative and most of us have come into the world and as a child, pretty much all of us are geniuses and we're all just wonderful creative explosions as children. And then we get put in a box and then another, you know, then the sides of the box get put on and they get slowly higher and higher. And then eventually someone puts a lid on the box. Then they put some <laughs> string around the box and then they cover the string with something. Else. And before you know it, you're, you're just, boxed in. <laughs> you're completely boxed in. And, um, and you don't understand why you feel completely unfulfilled and you don't understand why you, your life is just meaningless. Right. And, and so I love the fact that I could help bring um, people real solid meaning into their lives using tools like visualizations, like affirmations, like meditation, mm. like um, storytelling, like all kinds of things. Because um, I, I'd love to just see people grow and break out. When you see the box break, it's like, oh, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so proud of, of that person. For, for for just and nothing actually nothing physical happened nothing right, changed right, at all right, right. inside they just went yeah 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 i'm done with that and it's wonderful it's, yeah, it's so a, wonderful yeah it's almost like uh being let out after a life, life sentence yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you suddenly find that there was so, so much of freedom that existed and yeah, uh, yeah. yeah in one of those things that i'm also uh, i 
did delve a little bit into tarot cards and stuff. And so there's one card uh, with the blindfold on, which tells you that, I mean, those, and those chains, I, I don't know which card that is, but there are loose chains around people, which is supposed to signify that you think you're chained, but you're not, because you can easily yeah. slip out of them. Yeah. Well, I mean, today I, I, I've had four clients today. One of my clients, um, so I do a thing called a healing ceremony, whereby uh -huh. I connect to your base frequency, no matter where you are in the world and really help it rebalance and then relay back to you what came out oh. uh, and i just found that this person i'm not going to give you the exact details because it's personal and private right but this person was was just that <clears throat> they were so boxed in that it, it was like inside what mm -hmm. they are showing me because i'm not plucking magic out of the air i don't believe in that i'm connecting to a person's essence right. inside this person was a lion but this lion had this understanding that it was like a bird in a cage. Hmm. And I, and I relayed that back to the person and it was one of those. Oh, Epiphanies. Yes. That's how I feel, but I couldn't put it into words. Wonderful. You know? So um, yeah, I, I, I'm, uh, I, I'm, I, I find, I feel, I'm, I feel myself as a really fortunate individual to, um, to just be someone who, who gets to help other people in a, in a way that's effective. And I'm going to try this out sometime. How busy are you? Um, I, I am pretty busy, but I mean, I, I do have clients all over the world. I'm just starting to get loads of people in Australia and New Zealand, but yeah, let's talk privately and, um, yeah, we will. and I'll, and I'll, uh, and I'll find you a date probably in a, in a few weeks. Yeah. Okay. So I'll fill in the form on your website and, um, yeah, we'll take it from there. Or just send me an email. Uh, okay, or, I'll do that. Or I'll, or I'll send you an email after after um, uh, after the uh, after okay. we do. <laughs> okay, it's been great talking with you, Jim. I, uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed it. Uh, as you can see, most of my questions are from my own uh, perspective of seeking. I was not trying to be argumentative or anything, but I just wanted to know more for my own sake. No, I think they were wonderful questions. Um, I don't. I you you weren't argumentative at all. I think it's really important to just be clear and plain and, and honest and um, transparent because the, you know, the, we, we, there is so much pretending to be transparent in the world now that, mm -hmm. that yeah, say what you feel, say what you think, ask the questions that if, even if they hurt or if they're painful, because otherwise everything just stays the same. Yeah. No? True. So thank you very much for your time. My absolute pleasure. Thank you. Bye-bye.